They say we should carry our secrets to the grave. But on the Upper East Side, secrets are the only thing you can never bury. Even when we think we know everything about the ones we love, there's always a skeleton in their walk-in closet. We're back for our last episode of the year. I can't believe it. We're going into 2022. We're three Gossip Girls podcast. I am Liz. And I'm Michelle. And tonight we are discussing season five, episode 17, The Princess Dowry. Original air date, February 27th, 2012. Written by Jake Coburn, directed by Andrew McCarthy. Blair thinks Cyrus may have found a potential loophole in her prenup, but things don't go according to plan. Chuck and Georgina partner up in a scheme, but it has an unpredictable outcome. Meanwhile, a family crisis brings William Vanderwoodson back to the Upper East Side. Also, a new relationship comes to light that will shock everyone. Wow, wow, Were you shocked? (laughs) I wasn't because as the episode went on, I wrote in the Discord that, watch, I'm calling it now, William is Lola's father. And then it happened. Yeah. And you were so spot on about the will, like painfully spot on that William was going to be at the will. That's why I used the word will. I was like, oh, I'm so clever. (laughs) It was so good. And then when William, I was thinking as I was watching, I'm like, oh my God, Will for Will reading and William Van, you know, Vanderwoodson showing up. I was like, oh, that's so perfect uh, for that. Also, we had relation, which Lola's relation to William, Serena and Eric as well. um, And also Pear's relationship, more solidified. And then we had loophole for Cyrus finding ways out of the marriage for Blair. Also like a loophole of sort of of Chivy in the will situations. Kind of a loophole <laughs> for her at least. I have so much to say about Chivy. So I'm excited so to, to say. discuss with you. Awesome. Okay. Before we get into it, I just want to tell everyone our glass full of gossip tonight. Um, we're having Guinness. I know we're not like a huge fan of Guinness, but I feel like this is in honor of Cece's Irish week, her... Quote, last will and testament is what I named the cocktail for tonight, or the beer, I should say. Um, yeah, so I feel like cheers to Cece. Cheers with an Irish to beer. Cece. <laughs> oh my goodness, what a queen. You get it. What a Guinness queen. is perfect for this episode. Yeah. So we start out the episode with Lily. She goes to the funeral home to try and make arrangements for a perfect wake for Cece. But even from the grave, Cece has arranged all of her wake elements, and it's all being held at the Vanderwoodsons. Like, oh, just go back to where you live, and it will all be taken care of. So the wake is actually pretty awesome, filled with bagpipes and whiskey and stew, and it's an Irish wake. I guess Cece was Irish. <laughs> or not. Maybe she just wanted an Irish wake. No, they, they're Irish. Definitely they have to Irish. be, right? Yes, yeah. absolutely. And... We all find out that Cece has invited actually all of her help to her funeral, to her wake. And her butcher is there and her driver and her fireman that saved her life that one time. It was sweet to see that Cece actually appreciated the people that worked for her. Yeah, I liked seeing that versus the elite people that maybe she had to dine with in her life. And then she actually cared about these people and invited them to 
celebrate her life. They were a part of her life. I really yeah. like that was really, really good. It was good. And it was a celebration. And everyone wasn't. Cr- I mean, I'm sure there were tears shed, but they weren't crying and like harping on being sad that day. It was let's celebrate Cece's life. Let's celebrate with the people who actually knew her and cared about her as opposed to all the people that are kind of like her status acquaintances so it was nice to see and lily luckily for lily it was kind of like a a distraction from what was actually happening and so of course we could assume her and carol are still at odds and both ladies are pretty much in the dark about what they were going to expect for cc's wake and they were shockingly surprised i hope happily surprised but we'll get back to the wake we got to talk about some other things we have lola and nate they've gotten pretty close since she's basically living with him. And I'm like, where does she actually live? Does she live on campus? Does she live off campus? I'm sure she can't afford housing. I would think because, the dorms, no? Right. So I I guess she's not at the dorm. She's basically staying with Nate. And this whole scenario in the beginning of the episode felt very uh, Joanna Garcia Swisher, a.k.a. Brie Buckley, with let's stay in bed all day and get to know each other kind of yep. thing. That's what I felt. seems to be Nate's M.O. when he has a new love interest, naturally. And Lola doesn't really want to talk about her feelings. And Nate's getting worried because we know the bombs that were dropped last week about her family. And just as Lola says she doesn't want contact with anyone, Serena calls Nate. And it's like, hey, are you with Lola? Can we... schedule a meetup just the two of us i don't want to overwhelm her and it's like well serena you're kind of doing that just by <laughs> what did you think about over? that it's just typical serena trying to fix what's going on and then for nate to exactly. be like Serena's one of my best friends just give her a chance just give her a chance and it's like yes we should give serena a chance but like give lola a chance to even breathe it hasn't been that long you know, no, it, it, what has it been? A couple of days, a couple maybe. of days, maybe. maybe a week, a week max, right? I don't know because of the funeral situation. Oh, right, true. So, no, um, let's just give Lola some time to absorb what's going on, right? And so she says, uh, no, it's not really what I want to do because Nate does tell her, yet, hey, you, Serena wants to meet up. I know you don't want to probably, probably don't want to go, but maybe consider it. So he does convince her to go to the Vander Watsons. And poor Serena, she doesn't actually know there is a wake at this point. So she, when she does invite Lola over, she thinks it's going to be a quiet just us two. But they arrive. Lola is bombarded by her mother, who says, as we know, I was just trying to protect you from the evils of the oh Upper East Side. And Lola's so basically annoying. like, the only evil I need to protect myself from is you. Like, you're toxic, and I don't really want to be a part of this family. I feel like Lola said that so many times this episode. It could so have been many. a part of a drinking game. It should have been. And she, like, threatens to leave, like, more than three times being in this room. She's like, all right, this is my cue. Okay, I'm going right. to go. And of course, things get distracted, but she she doesn't want to be involved here. And I don't blame her. It's so much to have to take in for right. this and, young girl. Yeah, and to attend a funeral of a grandmother you didn't know existed. Didn't know. Yeah. There's no relation there. There's no mean to feel sad about it like I'm sorry for your lost family that I don't even know who you are and existed and my mom is just blowing my mind right now exactly yeah 
And of course, Serena, she's trying her best to impress her cousin, and she almost does get her to relax until the moment they see Carol and Lily fighting over like ridiculous China. And she's like, oh, I know these people are just about materials. I've seen enough. And this is like the first time she tries to leave. So during all of this, Georgina is struggling being Gossip Girl. It's too much. She's exhausted. She just needs some R&R. She needs to relax. So she actually, shockingly, gives the password and access to her husband so that he could be Gossip Girl for the day and she can go to Cece's wake because she wants to get in on the action. I mean, this is so Georgina. This was so good. I love the fact that she's like, oh my God, I feel like a stay-at-home mom. I'm a stay-at-home mom. What does my life become? And Philip is just husband of the year. He's like, babe, what can I do? Are you sure I can do this? She's like, it's so simple. Here you go. You can handle it. I love Philip. Copy and paste. Copy and paste. Copy and paste. That's it. Go Philip. You know, it's it's funny. So she tells Chivy, because Chivy's there, that she'll go with her to the wake because they can hate on Georgina more than they'll hate on Chivy. She'll be her her moral support. And Chivy is planning on going because this was basically her pseudo-grandmother and she feels that it is, you know, she's doing a respectful thing by going and honoring her, even though these people don't like her. So, but Cece like, wanted her. her there. Yeah, Cece wanted her there. Right. And she went. And so when they are gone, Chuck sends a blast to Gossip Girl about Dan being the one to send in the video, which is like, oh, my God, this is so last year already. Nobody cares about who sent in the video at this point. And so Philip's attempt to be (laughs) Gossip Girl is he posts this tweet, this tip, and it has Chuck's name on it. It's so, so funny. He it's knows he so fucked funny. up. He's trying to delete it right away, but people are seeing it. Of course, Georgina sees it. She's like, oh, my God, what did I do? So we're back at the week, and Chivy sees all of the roads and Vander Woodson's, and she just says, I'm here to pay my respects. I know we've had our differences, but um, I'm just going to go after I say my, pay my respects. And so she bumps into Lola, and they kind of have a semi-civil conversation. And Lola and Georgina and Georgina comes over and Georgina's like, oh, ladies, this this whole like money situation is not the real reason why your mother hid you for all these years. Like, find out the dirt, find out the tea. And the person you should start with is William Vander. I was going to say Vanderbilt. Vanderwoodson, who walks in at that moment because he's the executor of Cece's will. What? What? Right. What? (laughs) But also the fact that Georgina is at this wake and everyone knows she's there, but no one's like, you need to leave. They're like, why are you here? And then they just walk away. I know. It's almost like she kind of got away with being there for a little bit. And then once like Serena sees her, she's like, why are you here? And nobody kicks her out. No, Serena doesn't kick her out. It's just like, okay, fine. What other Uh, to me? I'd be like, Okay, you stir up shit. So what are you yeah, doing you here? You need to get out of here. You need to go, especially because of last week, you know, right. two weeks ago, whatever. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, Carol, she interrupts Lola trying to have a conversation with William. Let me get to know you. Can I ask you some questions? Because as we know, William has been around since the girls have been in high school. So he knows a lot about them. And, of course, Carol doesn't want him to tell her anything. 
So then William tells everyone this Vander Woodson apartment is actually part of Cece's estate. And since I'm the executor executor of this of this estate, I'm going to be reading the will and I'm going to tell everyone like who gets what. <laughs> so the will is being read. It's crazy. Chivy is also there because she was requested by Cece in the will to be there, to be shown at this moment per Cece's request. So Lily seems to be getting a lot of items, as we know, and, you know, but when it comes down to all the stocks and the bonds and the safety deposit box, etc., all of that goes to Ivy Dickens. Wow. Sorry, Chivy Dickens, you know? Wow. They all jump down her throat. They're like, who is this? They're all going to, like just strangle her at that moment because like who the hell are you you obviously don't deserve this this must be some sort of a trick and chivy says hey i loved Cece like she was my own i never lied to her she knows who i am she knows my secrets she called me by my real name so did you believe her ivy yeah what do you mean like do you believe like because just because her name is Ivy, like just because she put Ivy Dickens doesn't mean that she necessarily. I mean, I know at this point we're to believe that, yes, she 100% knew that this wasn't her granddaughter, right? Like she was just her newfound, f- basically chosen family. Yeah. 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 No, I totally. I mean, I hope we don't spin it where, I mean, wow, that would be a good spin, right? If Chivy. Uh totally turned into this real evil person and manipulated the whole situation somehow got the Vanderwetsons out of their you know everything that right. would be weird but I I'm gonna I think she's be, better than that Let's hope I think that she's, she's better, better than, than that. that I think that Cece knew everything and the fact she told her everything like hey this is what happened she's on and she was the one who was there for her and the fact like the fact that she Ivy because I want to call, like, when her and Lola get together is really the ultimate Chivy, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when you think about it. But Chivy by herself, what we've been calling her. You know, she has that conversation with Lola of, oh, these people are actually, like, my real family. I've never had a family before. And the Vanderwitzens are something so close to that. So th- when she had that conversation with Lola, it surprised me what Ivy Chivy did. Agreed. Agreed. So we get a reveal, as we mentioned at the top, that what Carol has been hiding everyone, hiding from everyone, is that William is actually Lola's father. So that means Lola is half brother and sister with Eric and Serena. What a mess. What a freaking mess. What? Oh, my God. And, and William had no idea. And he didn't even know. And Carol is like, Sorry, I should have told you, but if you don't figure out how to get me my, like, inheritance, you're going to have to pay child support. Okay? (laughs) What? She's fucking ludicrous. She keeps getting worse and worse, Carol. She needs to be heavily sedated in somewhere Ah! because she is not not of sound mind. I'll tell you that. She's not of sound mind. So I'm thinking William had this affair. And perhaps this was the tipping point for Carol. This is what made Carol become right. we don't who know she is. what stirred what happened then when they had this affair, but 
what Carly and Joe said last week leads me to believe that we do figure out something in William and Carol and Lily's past that had made Lily kind of stay on the Upper East Side and Carol completely, obviously, move to Florida and not want anything to do with them. Well, I think it's her pregnancy. Right. But it's like, okay, you were the one who was having the affair, but now, like, they owe you? No. (laughs) Right. Well. But we don't know. Maybe things were really, maybe Lily was a different person then. Like, I don't know. So. Right. You're right. That's true. We'll see. Well, I can't wait to uh, dive deep into that. And then later on, William does call Lola because he's like, we should finish our conversation now that he knows that she's his daughter. That's weird. Mm-hmm. Is William going to come forward with that? Is he trying to get Lola in a manipulative way to talk to her mother so they could work out the money? But I don't know how they're going right. to get the money at this point. I don't know. Right. We'll see next week. So uh, let's move over to Chuck for a minute. Chuck is chipper because he knows Humphrey's son in this video at the wedding. He mentions to Nate that he thinks this will destroy Blair's feelings for Dan and she'll reconsider her feelings for him. Sure, Jam. So Nate says, <laughs> yeah. Nate says it will be a, at least a year until Blair can really do anything with her feelings. So you should probably just leave it alone because a lot can change in a year. Hence, a lot can change for her feelings for Dan and a lot can change for her feelings for you. And also, she's married to Louis. So just drop it for now. But then check gets word from Serena that there is a potential loophole in Blair's prenup that may be releasing Blair out of her marriage a little bit quicker than they all had imagined. And so he's upset knowing that Dan will be the one waiting with open arms to catch Blair when she is now newly single. And so he's on a mission, naturally. Speaking of Dan, Dan wants to bring Blair to a Humphrey brunch, a good old Humphrey brunch, but she's on the phone with Cyrus and another attorney, and they feel very strongly they can get Blair out of her marriage since it was signed in Monaco, but they got married in the U.S., so it kind of eliminates the contract. So they're tr- they're going to try and do it. It can't hurt at this point, and Blair is like, then I won't have to wait a year for anything, meaning, hopefully, her relationship with Dan. So at the wake, Dan runs into Georgina, who admits to him that His blast was released thanks to her idiot (laughs) husband. And the blast shows Chuck sending in the tip. So when Blair gets word of this, she runs over to confront Chuck. She says, you're pathetic. And I don't believe that this is true. And Chuck does, in fact, say, Dan, indeed, sent this. And you should go ask him yourself. So as Dan immediately knows she's coming, his face, he's like, turns white as a ghost. He tries to apologize. She lists off all these reasons of why he was in the wrong, but he admits he couldn't stand to see her so unhappy. That was his logic, his reasoning. For the whole, however many months she was engaged, and to Louis, you know, she complained about it. She didn't know if it was the right step. She loved Chuck. She didn't know what to do. And he just wanted her to be happy. That's what he said. What do you think of this? What do you think of him saying this? I mean, I think it was... 50% 50% that and 50% I don't want her to marry Louis. Yeah. Yeah. I But then again, it's to be, and also like it looks good that 
it looks like Chuck was the one that sent it in. So I'm not going to say anything because now it's getting Chuck on her bad side and me on her good side. (laughs) Right. But he does admit he only thought it would stop her wedding, not that she would leave it with him. So he wasn't expecting her to leave with him or leave with him in a romantic sense. He just wanted the wedding just not to go through. But everyone wanted that. Right. Right. That is true. So he kind of just did her a favor, but in a way where it kind of was behind her back. So I get why she's upset. And so Blair admits that Chuck just wants to drive a wedge between the two. So it's best that they just forgive and forget for at least now, which I was shocked I was like, okay, so we kept building up this. Oh, my God. Who sent in the video? This is amazing. Chuck knows it. It's like all for her to be like, I don't care. Well, you know. Well, yes, I felt the for same now. way. I don't but know then, if it'll come out later. But. but even further in the episode, this episode was so annoying with Chuck and Blair and then Padge and Blair. Ugh. And then because then there's that confrontation when the next blast goes out when Georgina steals Padge's phone. Right. Right. It's just so much back and forth. And then Esty, she's all wrapped up in it too, and she's so annoying, and she makes her appearance at the wake, and she's like, oh, Blair, I know about your annulment, and it's not going to be possible. So she says, I have a plan. It will help us both out. I want to be with Louis, and I'll help you end it with him so that I can be with him, and you can go on living your life. It's a win-win for both. And Blair's like, okay, like I'll sign whatever I have to do. And she says, well, you just have to basically agree to a gag order uh, that you won't speak of anything about the marriage or basically anything about the Monaco family. Otherwise, you will have to pay the dowry. And so naturally, Georgina overhears this. Right. And also, you have to stay out of the media. And stay out of yeah, right. Like, like don't, nothing don't go can be blasted girl. about you. You nothing. need to just, nothing can be posted. Yep. So Georgina goes to tell Chuck and she takes... Dan's phone with a new plan and their plan is to post the picture of Dan and Blair kissing on Gossip Girl so that it basically blows up in everyone's face. This of course gets Sophie uh, riled up and now she's forcing Blair to pay the dowry again for kissing Dan and being posted on Gossip Girl. And it's also revealed that there actually never was an agreement between Esty and Blair and it was all set up by Georgina. So basically... Blair just has to pay this dowry at this point, and Louis will be with Esty, and Blair will be broke. <laughs> Essentially, yes. And it's all because Georgina wanted Blair to be broke, but she was working. I'm like, when did she get to Esty? How did she get to Esty? I mean, Georgina works but in magical Georgina. ways. She sure does. Yeah. So Dan confronts Chuck about the the photo getting posted, and he's like, you don't understand what you just did. Like, Blair having to pay this dowry will literally bankrupt her family. So Chuck didn't realize it was that much money. And the two basically argue that Chuck needs to force Dan to tell Blair that he's been faking, like, a friendship with him. And he's pretending to be his friend and that it was all to get Blair. And the reason he released the video was so that Chuck and Blair would basically never be together. And Dan, like, does admit to this. Because I feel like he has no other way to do it, to defend it. No. Uh, but yes, this is what I wanted to talk to you about, about Chuck and Padge. Do you, like, at this moment, I'm like, is Padge just giving in 
and admitting so because he thinks that Chuck should be with Blair. I think, and when you see later on when they have the the scene where Blair tells him, yeah. I, I picked you, basically. I think Dan felt so defeated because he knew he was in the wrong. He knew Chuck was innocent in all of this, and this just, like, painted a picture so poorly of him that, like, Blair would never consider him again. And so I think he just was kind of like, yeah, I did do it. Sure, think what you want about me, because how am I going to defend it? I really don't have any other way of defending it. Right. But to be honest, I mean, just to be fair, Chuck got wrapped up in all of this, and he's not so innocent either. He is not. And it's so annoying. It's so annoying. annoying. It's, It's just ridiculous. And so then Chuck's like, okay, let's be together. Blair's like, what? Are you kidding? (laughs) <laughs> and again, here we go again. It's like the it's time for Cher to have a moment in the episode where they talk about they love each other, always they will. Right. But not right now. I'm not in love with you right now. It like how so many times exhausted. I even wrote it down. I'm like, here we go again. Here's just the the weekly check in of Cher. It's we get not it. cute. My heart doesn't pitter or patter. It doesn't do the things. I don't care. I didn't, even if I loved these, this couple, I would just be like, okay, we're, we're done with like this plot of like, we love each other. We can't be together. But then which, what, make, what I don't understand is I will always love you, but I'm not in love with you right now. Well, what, what was funny with that <laughs> is I'm not in love with you right now. Right now. Like, right now, I'm not in love with you. So it's like... (laughs) Yeah. Is there... there, So there's a chance you still will be. Then why are you prolonging? Like, I... I do not care. I did not like this. I actually laughed out loud the first time I watched it because I was like, ha! Are we we seriously saying, but I'm not in love with you? Right. Yeah, whole entire five seasons, you're like, I love you, Chuck. I will always love you, Chuck. I love you. I love you. Okay, now you're just basically like, I love you like a brother. No. Yeah. How? Yeah. Doesn't make any sense. I get that her heart is distracted with Dan, and I do feel the feelings for him are genuine. Whether it means more to her than it does to him, I don't know. But I just don't understand this, why we had to have this scene of, I love you, just not right now, again, and I'm in love with you. I'm not in love with you. I just love you. I'll always love you. I can't. I just can't. Right. (laughs) It's just like beating the same point into the ground. And it's not a good point. It's just not a good point. But anyway, Blair, she's alone. She's upset knowing that she's going to have to pay this huge chunk of money she's not going to have. And Georgina comes in, says, I have dirt on so many people and I can get you out of this marriage and you'll just have to owe me one. So Blair, of course, agrees anything to get out of this marriage. So Georgina heads to Monaco to figure out what she can do for Blair. She gives her laptop to Philip and tells him to deliver it to Serena Vanderwoodson. <laughs> so that should be fun. <laughs> um, and then we have our last few scenes, um, a Chuck and Lily scene, which we always adore. And she tells him, he tells her how Blair is different now and she's changing, which is like, yes, you both should be different and changing. Don't you think we should all be evolving at all times? And the fact that she's changing and she's not in love with you 
gives me high hopes for her. I don't know. I'm just saying mm-hmm. <laughs> like that Agreed. you're changing to be a mature adult that understands we don't need to have toxic relationships where in every single couple of weeks and months you're telling this person you love them, but you can't be with them. It's just, it's awful. And he thinks he might as well have died in the car crash a few months ago. And so, of course, she hates hearing that. And she reveals to him Jack was the one that gave him the blood when he needed it because he didn't even know he needed a blood transfusion. Right. And she finally reveals it to him. And so Chuck's like, oh, Jack? Interesting. Chivy, she's still at the loft, and she tells Rufus and Lily they need to leave, being that it's hers now because uh, Cece left it for her. This hurt me so much. Like, why did we have to do this? It makes her character... Like, it's like wiped her slate clean and made her unlikable. Thank you. Why did we do this? This is the part I wanted to talk to talk about the yeah. most that I was saying at the top of the show. If she says that whole speech to Lola, like, these people are the closest to family I had. Why would you kick Lily out of the apartment? Do you really need the apartment? Why no, don't you don't? I mean, I guess you need somewhere to live, but you do have everything now. Like, why would you do that to this family? So then it makes it seem like she's uncredible. Right. And now, yeah, it makes it it seem like she was out for the money since day one, which essentially she was. Right. She did not know she was going to get all of the assets that she did. And the fact that she literally is taking grieving family members and kicking them out of the place that they live. And granted, Rufus says, well, we do have somewhere else to live, luckily. They do have his Brooklyn loft. But, like... I it's just it really sat poorly it just completely had a I put a bad taste in my mouth about her why couldn't we have just kept her as this character that just doesn't let them knock her down and she just continually tries to prove that she is a good person or how about we just like say bye bye we don't need right. her. okay I'll go and I'll live in Florida again or wherever Or just the fact of, hey, listen, I know the apartment wasn't mine. You guys gave me so much. You did so much for me. Obviously, the apartment's yours. I'm not taking that. I really did love Cece like she was my own grandmother. I'm out. She's on the island. But like, are we we making her evil? It would have been better if we did that. And then eventually, maybe down the line, they would have been like, figuring out something about Ivy that they some somehow would so next week's episode it's basically them trying to figure out how to get their their assets back from her and so i could do we could do that without making her a villain you know yeah unless this was the plan for her all along and she did oh. manipulate the whole situation that's real shitty i think right I mean, I know like something that happens with her character, but it doesn't show me a lot about what happens with this storyline. I just know like one thing that in the future that happens with her, but I just was so disappointed. It is not needed for this like dramatic effect that she took this took this apartment away from them. It's just not it was not a good luck for the writing, I feel. Um, but then we have our last scene. Blair heads to see Padgy Boy, and he's like, oh, what are you doing here? 
I I am so sorry. You picked Chuck, right? Like you're with Chuck. And she's like, no, I told Chuck he doesn't have my heart anymore. And I did have a little pit a pat for my pair of heart naturally because I did feel like it was a sweet moment to have. And she actually calls him Dan. You mean and he's, Padge. Padge. That's what I'm I sorry. heard. She said, oh, Padge, 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 oh, Padge, 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 Padge. And it was very sweet. Um, and that is where we end for the summary. So this week, next week, and the week after, I have to admit, are probably the lowest of the low, in my opinion, of Gossip Girl. So great. <laughs> Way to tease that list. Jeez. Sorry to not to be the bearer of bad news, but I mean, I'm obviously excited to talk to you and we're going to talk to Mike and then a few weeks we're going to talk to Jacqueline. But I'm like, what are they doing, guys? We should have just ended. We we should have just ended it. (sighs) Yeah. Just buckle up. (laughs) Yep. Buckled in. Yeah. So you guys could buckle up because we're going to be back shortly after break. When we come back, we're going to have Mike, our sweet patron from Canada, all the way across the the ends of the earth <laughs> well no well, it's just our neighbors to the north but north yeah um we're excited to chat with him it's his first time on the season so i can't wait to hear what he has to say same Welcome back from your break. We are joined by one of our OG patrons, Mike. Hello, Michael. So happy to have you. Hello, Liz. Hello, Michelle. I'm happy to uh, be here for my first Three Gossip Girl podcast guest. Yes. This is your first time on Three Gossip Girls? On Three Gossip Girls, yeah. I only did uh, Let's Talk OC. Oh, I'm so happy. That is really exciting. You were on for Seth, right? Yes, Seth and uh, the Dream Lover. Yes, that's right. Which is what my notebook was the page before was. Yeah, so cute. (laughs) That's your your TBPN notebook. Yes, yes. (laughs) That acronym. Oh yeah. Yep. Uh, (laughs) Okay, so Mike, since we have never had you on Three Gossip Girls Pod, please tell the world what your Gossip Girl history is. So I've only seen Gossip Girl once all the way through. So this is my second time. I uh, started watching it or I watched it in the fall of 2018, fall, winter of 2018. Um, And the I've known about the show because like I've said before, it was always on before Pretty Little Liars on the network in Canada. So I always caught the ending of every Gossip Girl episode. And I actually saw like the ending I guess the first like episode I kind of watched was the series finale. Oh, right. I remember you telling us this story. <laughs> so it was that, but I did know it was a friend of mine who got me into gossip or who uh, wanted me to watch it. And um, actually my cousin, she enjoyed the show so much that she named her first born child, like which was a girl, Serena, after Serena Vanderwoodson, because she's a Serena fan. Uh-huh. So, you know. Sag, love runs deep in the family, I guess. (laughs) So what did you think the first time you watched it? Now that you're rewatching with the podcast, are you like, are you excited to rewatch this show? What did you think of it initially? Yeah, I initially I like 
I was hooked. I was addicted and I just wanted to finish it as fast as I could. And I binged it. But now just like the rewatch, I love it. Shit on it a bit. Like you do generally like it, but you guys do shit on it. And it's kind of funny. And I've never, you guys poke at things that I never like thought of the first time around. So I guess I'm, I watched it more as a, like a binge. Whereas now with the podcast, it's more of like a dissecting kind of every little detail. So different ways to watch it. Still good. Right. Right. Yeah. It's more of like where we're watching it as a critique. We are critics. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Where, what has been your favorite to go back to? I know, and everyone knows that you love Sag. Now, when you first watched the show, that was your initial couple. And then you've brought it with you with your rewatch. You still yes. feel this way wholeheartedly, Sag is yes. one. Yes, I never, I can never identify with Blair or Chuck. And I never understood the whole chair kind of obsession. Um, they seemed a little too much for TV, whereas I kind of feel Sag is a little more realistic parts of it. Like I know Serena's a bit unrealistic at times, but I do feel <laughs> their relationship in general kind of is more realistic and right. more natural. And so would you say Serena is your favorite character or do we have someone else that's your favorite? Yeah, I'd say both Serena and, and Padge are your favorite. Yeah. What about seasons? If you can go back, what was your most uh, loved season or storyline that we've reached so far? I loved season three because of the Hillary Duff guest. Yes, that was yes, yes. Favorite yes. part, mostly because of her being a guest star on it. Um, but and I do really love the Chivy plot. So that's I'm so that's I guess branches four and five. But I would say three just because of the Hillary Duff little guest. Spot that was there. fun. That was really fun. Yeah, and Dan was good then. And not that he's not good now, but he was starting to really like come into himself, like the yeah, college true, year. True, true, true. The college year, I should say, because it's really basically like what they had six months of school and that was that right. was really it for our, our college kids. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. But I know we need to like go into more drama with everything. Um but to start us off, Vic had a fun question. She said, Mike, which guy would you want to be in Gossip Girl? Not their personalities. It would still be you. But whose shoes would you want to be in? Mm. Uh, si- can I say Cyrus? I mean, it's Cyrus. It would be an awesome. Yes. It would be awesome. Because, like, I can't do Nate because Nate's just so Nate and, you know. But you know how we feel about me. Uh, <laughs> and Chuck is just Chuck, and I can't be like that. Padge would be a little bit, but I'm I'm uh, not big into writing, so that I wouldn't go with. So it'd be definitely Cyrus. I mean, he's probably one of the little... Every time he's on screen, he's always... He makes the scene. He, every time he's on the screen, he's always the the spotlight. I feel like is kind of... Even though... He may not be the main focus, but he like makes it. He's the center of the scene. And I feel like I'm the center of every scene I'm in. So Cyrus. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I love and that's so true. It is it's true. So true. And he's so well loved. I mean, every yeah. when Cyrus is in a room, you know it is the light. And that's you, Mike. Right. So. If I had to choose anyone as a husband on the show, it would be Cyrus. Yeah, I I think so too. 
For sure. Because Rufus is like, you know, not all that exciting these days. Right. <laughs> yeah. You wouldn't Sorry, choose baby. you wouldn't choose Cyrus's son? Oh, Aaron who's that? <laughs> or or the long lost no. half brother. The trigger. <laughs> Scott Ron- Ronson. Ronson. Oh my like god. That. The worst character on this show. Scott. So triggered still. So triggered. Yeah, that no. was ridiculous. Um, so Vic also wants to know who is your ideal girl in Gossip Girl? If there is one, do you only like Sag because you like Serena or do you like them both? Well, I think you just answered that. And she wants wants to know what about what is it about Sag? Why do you love them so much? <laughs> like I said, I just feel like they're the most kind of realistic and relatable like couple on the show and they're not yes, this is a hanged reality, but I feel like they're not they're kind of like a middle ground or in between. Like I think Chuck and Blair are kind of like a hanged reality, like uh, they're made for TV, whereas I think Sag is kind of like the middle ground in between reality and uh, the hind reality. I, right. I can agree to that. I mean, I can agree as to much that as too. we don't love Sag, they are more realistic than Chair. Nobody's yeah. like Chair. Chair is no. just so ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She asks, who else do you ship? Who other? Oh, sorry. Other than Sag, who else do you ship, even if they aren't together? I really liked Natessa. Yeah. I I mean, we've, uh, the two of you have brought this up before on previous episodes, but it's really true. I think those two are the second most, besides, of course, Lily and Rufus, because I mean, Lily and Rufus are. Also really great, but I definitely think Nate was the best with Vanessa. And I think that was the one relationship that Nate had where he wasn't playing someone. Like he wasn't the pawn. Like there was no ulterior motives for them dating, just being in a relationship. So true. I think that. Yeah. Right. Because with Lola, it almost leans in the way of needing to be, I mean, right off the bat, Nate, can't say get no he's refusing to hear no from her which as we know rubs us the wrong way but there is an ulterior motive with lola too because she needed to know more about his world and who's in it and so yeah the only like actual relationship nate has ever had on the show that wasn't built on some sort of manipulation or like what's the word i'm looking for like just the coincidence or ease that he is there is Vanessa. <laughs> yep. So, ugh. Even him and Blair, it was kind of like that was almost sort of an arranged marriage. It felt kind of too arranged marriage. Yeah. Like, or best, it's kind of like they're, they're as kids, they just wanted to like be together and thought that they were going to get married. And so it was kind of a little childish slash a little too prearranged. Yeah. So I and him with Serena, I don't think that would have ever worked well. So, right, right, yeah. Um, so, how do you feel about pair? Do you hate it? I, I find so. I was talking to Vic about this actually, and 
we both were talking about how it almost seems like uh, they kind of have to always have some sort of influence to kind of have a pair of moments. So like alcohol or kind of, it's not like a natural kind of thing. There's always been something that has caused a pair of moment. Whereas Sag was more natural, as I said, you know, I'm just okay, going okay. broken record here. <laughs> Um, but do we all think uh, that Blair actually loves Padge? Michelle's nodding her head. No. I think it's infatuation. I... And I think it's realizing that this person really cares for me. And I've never been looked at in this way before in terms of really understanding my interests. And because of that, I'm looking at him in a different light. But I don't think it's true love. Same. And I think they're just really kind of playing the dating pool game. It would be nice if they extended outside of their friend group to find the dating for a dating pool. Just kind of seeing who's right for you. And, you know, this is Hodge's relationship or like this pair moment is just his one step to realizing who he needs to end up with. Nice. I like the way you work that (laughs) in. He's going to find all these people to realize that. Serena's the one for him. Right. She notices or realizes it. Now we just need him too. Well, she does, but it's problematic for me. Obviously, you know, Mike, you listen. So you know how I feel about this. Liz, how do you feel about the pair affair? Do you feel it's true love? <sighs> I don't feel it's true love. I think uh, Vic said, Uh, Does Blair just want to feel something different with him? It's easy. I absolutely think it's easy. And he does intellectually understand her in a way that Louis didn't and a way that really like Serena doesn't. I guess maybe Chuck does, but they never really truly had those like heart to heart conversations that we saw, at least where they actually had a friendship other than sexual and scheme but i mean i've always felt that way about chairs since we started yeah same podcast um but yeah i don't think it's true love and i don't know for dan if it's true love either i'm surprised we actually have gone there with them same while i like seeing them together it's still makes me like laugh because I'm like, okay, this just seems so out of left field. It's almost like Joey and Rachel. Yeah. That's what it feels like. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. like let's force. And you know, what's funny is when we first do Joey and Rachel, I'm here for it. I'm like in Bermuda or whatever. I'm like, yes, this is so much fun. And then once they start kissing, you're like, oh no, 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 no. That doesn't work. No. That doesn't work. So that's kind of where my heart is lying a little bit here. The more we dive deep and then and even next week's episode, I'm like, oh, come on. This is like how I imagined it would go. So I'm like, all right, I, let's just continue something else. Fast forward. Now, yeah. do you do you think Serena and Chuck will have something? Because they are the only two of the friend group that haven't intermingled. Oh, my God, please no. No, and they're also like semi half siblings, just like Serena and Dan are semi half siblings. So, I mean, it's the same, isn't it? It's the same. Right. And it's gross. I cannot, no. 
Except a little better because Lily's not currently with his father. (laughs) Like Rufus and Lily are still together. So it's weirder them being together. Right, 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 right. Exactly. Yeah, like, it would be weird. It would be less weird if Chuck and Serena got together than if Dan and Serena got together. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. But yeah, I don't. I while I think it's easy, and I think Blair and Dan do need each other in their lives as friends. Like they definitely thrive when they're together. I I think they just don't know what that means to have like a, a heterosexual friendship. Just leave it at best like they, friends. Just leave it at best friends. They don't know how to do that. No, I and know. especially the writers. The writers don't know how to do that because time and time again, we've seen on this show and I mean, and, and on other shows, it's like, why can't we just have this platonic, like really strong friendship, a Haley Lucas friendship where we're best friends and nothing ever crosses a line, but you need that perspective of the other sex in your Yeah, but they could, they could have done that. Pear was pretty strong for being friends. We could have, could have we could have turned this into a really, really good friendship. Right. And when we see them at their the internship at the W and they both have that drive and they have the similar interest, you're like, okay, this is really sweet. Let's not cross the line. Right. And then once they crossed it a little bit, you and I were like, okay, well. We could cross it a little bit and see like where it goes. And me knowing where it goes is dying because I'm like, oh my god, wait, wait till she actually sees them like have something. Like she's going to freaking flip a sh- she's gonna flip a table. <laughs> I know I have not flipped said table. I've only threatened. She hasn't. Yeah, but it's. I was I was genuinely surprised, and I still am surprised every time I see and rewatch these episodes because I can't believe it. Yeah. But. Um, do, did we expect Ivy to kick Lily out? She says, Michelle, you called this whole thing with the will. Yeah. Michelle is, is psychic with the will stuff. I actually wrote this episode. No, you did. Just kidding. Uh, Mike, you said it in the beginning that you like the Chivy storyline. Listen, I, we're just confused why Chivy Ivy did this. Is she going to turn into an evil character, which you already know? But I feel like this takes away everything of her being like, these people were my family. I cared for Cece. And then to be like, hey, by the way, the apartment's mine. You have to get out. What the hell? I I was going to ask that as well. Do you think she should have done that or should she have like kept the peace and just maybe have let them stay in? And maybe it would have looked a little better on her part because then she could have said, well, technically this is mine, too. And I could have kicked you out, but I'm being nice and like letting you stay here and not bringing it up. Right. right. Why didn't, Why didn't she do that? do that? It pissed me off. <laughs> I mean, I really yeah, I, yeah, I, I didn't like I it. I think she's just like scorned and is just trying to kind of get back. Like she just feels she's on the defense where she shouldn't kind of be. And, you know. It's right. not good. It just, I don't like it's it. It's not good. And it just, as you said, like it completely just overrided all the things that we liked about her, the good in her, the that she unconditionally loved these people, even though they weren't her family. Right. And then for her to be like, you did so much for me, but you can't live here. Screw you. Like, mm-mm. right. Not good. I did not like that. 
Um, what do we think about the Jack and Chuck? I mean, she says, do we really think belie- that Chuck believes that Jack gave him this blood? I mean, where's Diana? That was my he's next. Sus- where suspicious. Of he's course suspicious. he is, because he's like, wait a minute. Well, f- first off, Jack showed up. But second off, like, what? Come on, let's tie in Diana here. And I love how Lily's like, oh, I didn't tell you. Oh, it was such a fo- that's such a foggy memory. Yeah, Jack showed up. You needed a blood transfusion. You needed a blood transfusion. Nobody told you. Oh, and also your uncle gave the blood. Well, they said your I'm they sure ca- you would have talked about it. But they said they called your uncle. So is he the one who actually did the blood transfusion or was it Diana? Well, well, we shall see. That meme, I think it's from the guy from the office. I don't know. I've never seen the office, but he's like standing behind a whiteboard and he has all these like things all strength. I feel like that's Michelle with Gossip Girl. (laughs) Chuck's everything like Diana and how it links to Chuck. I just feel like Michelle has this whiteboard with string just trying to connect all the dots and be like, where is the, when are we going to find out? And are we also? It's also very Pretty Little Liars and Teen Wolf, wouldn't you agree, Mike? Yes, yes. <laughs> the yes. boards, where we put the yes. peg. Where's the peg? It's so good. It's even like Juliet <laughs> last season with her board. Yeah. I love that. Exactly. Oh, that was so um, good. That was so good. That was so good because we took a person who was mysterious and then in the end tried to do something really shitty and then learned her lesson and everyone moved on. This with the Chivy stuff, it's like you took someone who we actually really liked and we you did the opposite. Well, we don't know yet. We don't know. But it's true. I don't like what they did. But it's just not it's just not a good look for her to have done it. Why? Why isn't Carol being like excommunicated? <laughs> right? Carol is the one. It's not Ivy's fault. Like the blame should be just on Carol, not oh my God. I know. Was just them in the room about the will. It's so good that you brought that up because I wanted to mention this where Carol was like, get this con con artist out of here. I'm like, the one that you paid to (laughs) beat your daughter? I know. Where are you? The balls on this lady. She really rubs me the wrong way. And I, I don't understand how anyone could even look at her. Like, Lily, yes, it's like my sister, okay. But how could you even like, semi have a conversation with her knowing what she did and then to blame as carly joe said like the young teenager the 18 19 year old it's like no you need to point the finger at the adults the adult who set up this whole entire thing i was blown away that carol was like yeah get out of here it's like you need to (laughs) shut up this is all because of you right all because of you right and she really didn't get any money out of it the money she tried to get carol Remember, she had the checks and then Carol found out and canceled them. So Ivy really didn't get any money out of it. And it didn't make sound like how much Carol was paying her, if anything. Right. They kind of said, like, she got a a good chunk to move to L.A. But we don't really know how much money that actually was. And so Carol is making it seem like, oh, yeah, she... She's she's out to get us this whole time. It's like, well, you you stopped her funds, so like 
you're the reason. Carol is the reason. Carol is the reason that she got close to Cece. If Cece, you know, they never met, this never would have happened and the will would have been divided. And Actually, she probably would have screwed her daughters anyway because they're selfish and <laughs> very manipulative. But, I mean, it, this never would have happened if it wasn't for Carol. So she should be blaming herself. But she doesn't because she's right. a narcissist and a, and a psychopath. <laughs> um, and, yeah, Will also wanted to know when do we think... Lily will actually get her flat back. If so, when? Uh, two episodes. <laughs> two episodes? Yeah. You know, next week they got to figure it out. So in two episodes. Right. 19. Okay. Yeah. Good predictions. Thank you. Mike, did you have any questions or any predictions you want Michelle to... Uh... To predict, I guess? Yes. So before I get on that, I decided since this was my first episode being on three gossip girls and i was usually on let's talk oc i thought i'd do a throwback a one time only and bring back an ice cream flavor for the episode oh so special (laughs) oh i'm i could cry i'm so happy i know what a great way one time engagement yes one time so for this episode i picked baskin robbins icing on the cake it's cake flavored ice cream with cake pieces, frosting bits, and candy confetti ribbon. This pairs with this episode because the whole episode, Georgina is needing to recharge and try to mess with the main cast's lives. And when she overheard that William is Lola's father, this was the icing on the cake. Mm. For the, of a secret. <laughs> the multicolored little candy pieces are symbolized by all the small subplots in this episode. Serena trying to get Lola to be part of the family. Chuck, Chuck trying to take down Padge. The Blair and Padge... Um, drama and CC's well reading slash memorial. And finally, cake is typically had at celebrations and here we are celebrating CC's life. So I thought the icing on the cake was the perfect uh, flavor for this episode. So good. You do such a great job with creating that. You and Will, I got you guys are so creative. I know. Amazing. I love you it. You guys are the best. Um and now to my comments, I know this is brought up on an episode, a previous episode, but I just want to bring it up again. I'm just lost how Lola acts like she's never met the Vanderwitzens, but then when Chavi first got introduced, Serena made it sound like they knew each other as kids. Right. So I don't know what to believe. I don't know if that's just a plot hole. Right. But- she was like, "Oh, Charlotte Rose, my cousin. I haven't seen in a long time." It made yeah. it seem like they did at one time know and have a sort of very distant relationship, but then it makes it seem like Lola has no memory of that. Yeah, it's, I don't there's got to be something in the writer's room that they just let slide. Right. They didn't have Michelle's whiteboard. Didn't have <laughs> exactly. The string. Where's their show Bible? <laughs> right. There is no show Bible. So, Michelle, do you think William is really Lola's father, or was Carol just saying that to manipulate William to get what she wants? Ooh. Good question. I I actually do think that's her father because I saw it coming as I was watching. So selfishly, I just want to be correct and really feel it in my bones. But yes, I do think so because then if it's if he's not, oh my god, maybe he's not. Because then, this, what if this was her way of being like? Well, 
I like she's spiraling and she's like, I still need to get money. And this would be my last chance to get money. Oh my God, are we doing a DNA it's test? A Where's prediction. Maury? That's a great one. Where's Maury? <laughs> Ooh, you are not the father. Uh, yeah. That's sick. Like, seriously, if Carol does this, she is. She paid someone to pretend to be her daughter. She even said it in the she even said in the episode that the the like things she'll go to to get the money or get what she wants. Right. So right, and she doesn't say get the money for Lola. It's let me get the money. Like, right, you're. It's not connecting. You trying to say, oh, I'm doing this all for my daughter when you're the one who's purposely going out and trying to get any possible funds that you can. But. But so. if if William wasn't her fa- wasn't Lola's father, like why would Carol go sneaking around? This does right. make sense. There has then there would have to be another storyline put in here of the real reason, right? I mean, I guess they could do that. Let's just keep piling on the bullshit. I can't take any more with that. Yeah, I can't. <laughs> so, and then one last thing, I've been holding on to this for a almost well for a whole season. Exactly a season. So in season four, episode 17, Empire of the Sun, the podcast in your podcast episode, one of the three gossip words <laughs> was sister, mm-hmm. which uh, Mitch figured that it would it meant Carol, but Liz joked that S could have a secret that Serena could have a secret sister. I sure did. And then in the next episode, season four, episode 18, we meet we meet Chivy, Chivy for the first time. So it was kind of funny that Liz. I remember you messaging me, Mike. Yes, I messaged Liz. I said, um, and then it was just kind of all coincidental that it was exactly episode 17. And then we met Chivy. And then if William is actually Lola's father, then that would make Charlie three fourths related to Serena. Three fourths. Yeah, because she'd be a cousin and a sister. Changes being that she's also a cousin. Interesting. Yeah, but I I was gonna bring it up, Mike. That I I remember you messaging me and be like, "Wait, do you actually know?" And I'm like, "Yes, I do. (laughs) I sure do. I've known this all along. I've hidden this secret. Very nice. Well done. Well, there's a few other secrets I have and locked away, Michelle. That one day you will know." But until then, <laughs> look who's Gossip Girl now. I am XOXO. M- Michelle, after you finish, after this wraps up, you need to re-listen to not the last live podcast of Three Gossip Girls, but the one before that, because I'm just going to leave it at that. Just re-listen to that episode. I have to think about what that means. You should, d- yeah. you should DM me on the side. Because we were talking in the chat, the one where um, where your sister was on. Which Shannon? Oh, and I know, I know what you're talking. Yeah, about. yeah. <laughs> just everything. Just re-listen to that whole episode. Yeah. And on everything we were saying in the chat that we couldn't. Yes. Like, one day yeah. you. One day you will. One you day will you'll learn. Said in the chat, Michelle. Yeah. Wow. Exciting wow. stuff. <laughs> that is exciting. Do you have anything else you'd like to add, Mike? No, that's it for me. We always love talking to you. It's always a pleasure. I look forward to my Discord DM where we 
chatter, some spoilery things for Gossip Girl. I'll tell you all that I know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But it was so great speaking with you. I love that this was your first time on. I completely spaced on that. So welcome. And we're so happy that you got to finally join us for Three Gossip Girls. Thank you for having me. I always love chatting with the two of you on any show or any topic. It's always a fun time. Thanks, Mike. Thank you. You're the best. Mike, you've been with us for so long. We're super appreciative of you and you're such a pleasure. And when we get to chat with you, it's always like, it's the best. It's a delight. It's an ice cream treat. All right. Welcome back. Thank you so much, Mike. Always a pleasure. We can't talk talk you up enough. I know. Just always a joy, always positive, and we love when we get to hear your thoughts and opinions, and I love how much he just loves Total Betty, and we love him back. He's so great. <laughs> and in case you were confused, uh, if on Let's Talk OC, Mike was our ice cream correspondent, and he would relate an ice cream flavor to each episode and would send it to us each week. So So this was such a treat to do that on this episode. Thank you so much, Mike. Yeah, it was such a treat. We really enjoyed that. I have some trivia. The title is based off the movie The Princess Diaries. This episode was Ed Westwick's 100th episode on the series. Thanks to four absences in the show's first season. I'm like, wow, someone was bitter on Wiki. Jeez. Thanks to four absences. <laughs> okay. I was like, I'm going to keep that in because I thought that was really funny. Yeah. And Chase Crawford has a swollen lip in this episode because co-star Leighton Meester, Leighton Meester accidentally hit him while fighting on set, which I don't even notice until episode 19. So I don't know where they put that, why they put that trivia in. In episode 19, you can see he's got a big bump on his lip. So this must just be like a wrong trivia for something. But I felt like I should just add it because there was no trivia. So why not? Sure. We had some music by M83, Among Savages, Charlotte Gainsbourg, The Pogues, Black 47, The Cranberries, Y Oak, and Joni Madden. I don't think there was any headbands yet again, right, in this episode? I didn't see any, no. What fashion did you like? I love Georgina's cardigan before she heads to the funeral. She has um those awesome hoops that have yes. like the geodes in them too. I love that. Love, love, love. Yeah, that was really pretty. Serena's tan pea coat looked really nice on her naturally. I loved her hair color. Was that in this episode or was it next no, episode? No, she had really no, nice hair color. Mm-hmm. Yeah, her hair color when wearing that brown coat I thought was really flattering on her skin tone. I love Georgina's bronze coat. When she goes to talk to Blair, wow, 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 Georgina. Yeah. I loved Blair's whole lace shirt and black skirt outfit. I also really liked Chivy's black lace dress at the wake. I hated Padge's hair. It's it's worse and worse as it goes on. What's funny, uh, so Krista, my friend, she's watching you. She's, you know, catching up. And she's like, oh, my God, he's so hot. He's so hot. And I was like, all I think. She would. Right? And I'm like, no. (laughs) Theo is a babe. And Theo's dad is an even bigger babe. 
Oh my God. Theo and Theo's dad are. I don't know why I'm drawing a blank on Ben from Felicity. Scott, maybe? Uh, no. Anyway, it doesn't matter. No, but I don't remember what his real name was. Yeah. Anyway, Krista I w- is just, she's like, oh my God, he's such a babe. And I was like, well, all I see is Padge from Gossip Girl. They're like interchangeable in my mind. And so once mm-hmm. you see it, you can't get rid of it. But his hair in this episode, it was just coming down like a curly. I, I can't. It's triggering. I, I have to just let this go, but I can't. I know it's and it's getting flatter and flatter, yeah, and like wetter, yes, and wetter and greasier. Yes, <laughs> what is going on? It's like they just smushed it all down, but it's still curly and moppy. It's not a good look. No, no, Pen Badgley, not a good look. No, Padge. Um, I think that was all the fashion I had. Oh, I did like Serena's black dry, uh, shirt and skirt yeah. combo at the week. Very too. pretty. What about some quotes? You slimy little limey. <laughs> I can hear my mother laughing from beyond the grave. That hump, Humphrey. <laughs> I feel like a stay-at-home mom. Philip is rich, not ripe. <laughs> <laughs> so good. <laughs> it's so good. I also loved when she says, don't let her fall in- falling into the flannel arms of the potential poser. <laughs> In my notes, I don't think this was a quote, and I don't know why I wrote this, but I wrote "booyah" with three exclamation points. I wonder. Oh, with William being the dad. Oh, <laughs> booyah! Gotcha. No, I don't think that was a quote in the episode. Um, um, yeah. Go ahead. No, not that a quote by any means, but I really, really did love the Dorota and Serena scene. Oh, yeah. It was really sweet. And Serena was just really sad on the bed. And she's like, I'm sick of saying goodbye. I say goodbye to everything in my life. And Dorota's like, something will come soon. It always does. It was just really sweet. Well, yeah, because Dorota is always. I know. She just always has the good advice. And I feel like that that scene was sweet. But what Serena was saying, I've heard so many times before. And it almost that's why my brain eliminated it from my summary because it's like I've I've seen that a million times before (laughs) (laughs) that I forgot to mention it. (laughs) But yeah, we always we love a Dorota, obviously. Um, I loved when when, uh, Georgina says I had fun being Gossip Girl, but now I'm just over it. Yeah. Yeah. And oh my God, I was just bitch slapped by Bridget Jones. Oh my God, that was so good too. (laughs) Are you ready for an MVP and shittiest? I had a really hard time picking an MVP in this episode. I have an MVP and I have a shittiest. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. Three, two, two, one. Philip. (laughs) Oh, Philip. That's a good choice. Philip just. He's just so good. He's just so supportive. And he's just like, babe, what can I do for you? I don't want to screw this yeah, up. Okay, I'll do it. Wait, what right. do you mean? You're going to leave? Like, he's a comic relief without even knowing it. And it's so true. Yeah, you go, Philip. And honestly, I guess all this got brought to the surface. And then the pair affair can happen. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I picked Lola. I honestly felt like she was the most neutral. Yeah. Didn't try. She did eventually try and work things out. And she does want to know these people a little bit. Um, and they want to know. She wants to know what they're up to. But I just really. Mm, I couldn't really decide on anyone. Maybe Dorota would be a good second. 
I mean, same. That's why I chose Philip. Like, clearly, I didn't yeah. take the assignment seriously if I'm going with no, Philip. No, exactly. We had some votes for uh, Chivy, and then we had a vote for Cece. <laughs> oh, Cece, like, yes. She does yeah, deserve MVP. She is the MVP. Queen. Shittiest. Yeah. They're all kind of shitty, but I'll just go with the one for today. Yeah. Three, two, one. Chivy. Mm-hmm. Carol's great. Yeah. She's just shitty all the time. Chivy's shittiest shittiness. Shittiness? <laughs> shittiness? Sure, yeah, okay. That's a word. At the end got to me. Yeah. I was so disappointed. There you go. It was like she was my kid and she disappointed me. Yeah. I'm like, no, honey, don't yeah. do that. No. <coughs> Just got a tickle all of a sudden. Um, I picked Carol because obviously I was going to pick her. I mean, all the shit I talked about her in the d- entire episode. Right. And Chuck was pretty shitty as he well. He was. He was almost my shittiest. But yeah, we had a vote for Chuck. We also had a vote for Georgina, obviously, for starring up the pot as she normally she's does. a queen to me she can't she's, <laughs> she can't do any wrong in michelle's eyes i love her it's so true but yeah i mean chuck really we were doing like semi well and then like these last couple just completely plateaued the increase of the neutralism or whatever we're going with yeah i just i'm like oh my god i'm so beyond over you like eliminate this character. I'm so it would be fine if we just eliminated him altogether. Yeah. I know all those chair people are literally screaming at me. You guys love it, right? Deal I mean, with it. Here. This is my opinion. Same mine too. <laughs> Over Chakaru. Yeah. Over him. All right, it's time for a Betty of the Week on a positive note. Yay. They were total better total better. You're a total Betty. So I actually chose three Bettys. We have Vic, Tish, and Jess, who are literally OGs, like the most OG that you can get on Total Betty because they've been with us for Tree Hill Talk and beyond. They sent us really sweet gifts for the holidays we got sweet holiday cards and holiday packages last week we had tish's coffee on the podcast and vic sent us an ornament with our significant others it just was really adorable and i just want to say thank you guys you are truly the best you're the og years the packed the wolf pack of total betty and we love your support we love hearing from you you mean so much to us you really you have no idea but Thank you. Go on and on. We love you. We love you guys. All right. I'm going to give you the title for 518 and my three gossip words. <laughs> no, I'm just reading my three gossip words. Anyway, um, <laughs> I have also 519 up where like with my three. I'm like, huh, huh, huh. those are my three gossip words. Okay. Um, so episode 18 is titled... Con hair. <gasps> air. Con air. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And my three gossip words are three gossip words. Donation. Expose. Awkward. 
Oh my god. Okay, so the pair affair is fucking awkward. Let's just <laughs> make it that. What's awkward about it? The chemistry. Like the They don't have it. They have natural chemistry as actors when because we've seen it and we loved it. But them trying to be romantic is going to be awkward or they're going to feel really awkward about it. Maybe an expose is going to come out through Gossip Girl, aka Serena. Which is so weird to begin with because she had her blog trying to take down Gossip Girl and now she's essentially going to become Gossip Girl. Right. Maybe some kind of expose will come out about the whole Cece, Chivy, Lola, Carol situation. And then a donation maybe will be like, I'll make a donation in your name, like a donation to some kind of fundraiser that essentially can get them their money. The uh, Vanderwoodsons. Excellent, excellent job. I think you did really well with that. You and were then very warm. And then Con Air just makes me think like Air, William, Lola. Mm, okay, good, good thoughts, good thoughts. Yeah, good predictions. All right. Unless we're going to talk more about Blair's marriage and how she's going to get out, so maybe that will be expose there too. So. Right. We shall see. I have to say, I mean, I did enjoy this week's episode because it involved everyone. And I love an episode that involves everyone. Yeah, agreed. No, this one definitely was good. So it was fun. Next week's mm, 19. Ooh, ooh. I don't know. It just was like, yeah, could be doing. Yeah. Other <laughs> okay. That's all right. If I'm just being honest, guys, yeah. if I'm just, we'll still be here. We'll still come with the commentary. I'll we be will. On my best behavior. Don't you worry. We won't. <laughs> <laughs> they wouldn't come here if we were on our best behavior. That's true. But you guys wouldn't come here if you didn't actually care about what we had to say. So we thank you for being here, even if you don't agree with some of what we're saying. And I just, want to say thank you to everyone thank you to all of our listeners in 2021 we hope you continue in 2022 with us and what are we going to do for an emoji Shoot. what about a beer a mug? beer yeah the, yeah the beer cheers yeah the beer cheers maybe can we so, can we do a combo can we do the beer and the shamrock yeah let's do that yeah like oh, sorry did i just screech into the no <laughs> i might have went a little hot with that one but i think those <laughs> would look so cute in an apple podcast review it would so be cute. Like, luck of the Irish. Lucky I found these girls. There you go. I made it work. There you go. <laughs> See, guys, you can always make it work. When you pick an emoji, just throw it in an Apple Podcast review, rate us five stars if that's how you're feeling, and just type away to say, you know, loving these girls. In fact. I'm lucky to found them. We got a new Apple Podcast review. We sure did. I'm going to read it <gasps> and share it. Yay. Love these girls. Five stars from Dawn Lucy. Hey. Hi. Thank you Hi, so Dawn much. Lucy. Uh, they say having a blast listening to these girls chat about everything Gossip Girl. Aww. Super sweet. Thank you so much. I don't know who you are, but thank you for listening. You're welcome. And thank you for the listens. We really appreciate you and coming here and enjoying. That's what we're here for. And thank, thank you, you for taking your time for leaving a review and rating us five stars. It means the world. And if you're a Spotify listener, you can rate us over there five stars. Make sure you're subscribed. Download. That's yep. your homework. You know what to do. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. If you listen on Spotify 
and that's how exclusively you can listen. That's exclusively how you listen. That's when you can rate five stars. I actually went on to rate another podcast on Spotify, and it didn't allow me to because no? I hadn't listened to a few episodes. Ah. I was like, oh, okay, Spotify. I see you trying to like clock me. Were you following? Did you start <laughs> following that podcast? Well, I was following it. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I don't know. Yeah. Um, anyway, thank you to all who have listened, who have gotten here. If you want to leave us a emoji somewhere, we'll take it wherever you want to send it in the Total Betty Instagram, our Gmail, however you want. We're here to see your cheers and shamrocks. So before we end to go to After Dark, I do have a Will's treat, a fun one. Gossip Girl characters as famous Irish people. Ooh. Republic of Ireland and Northern Ireland in honor of Irish Wedding and Dairy Girls. So we have Blair. Dairy Girls. Yeah. Sorsha Ronan, talented and beautiful with a penchant for acting. Remember Blair in the Age of Innocence. Dan, James Joyce, a prolific writer who focuses on the city and those within it. Chuck, Connor McGregor, a short, loud-mouthed investigator with oodles of cash and a questionable reputation. Perfect. Serena, Bono, flashy and worldwide with a heart of gold. Nate, Ivana Lynch. Sometimes Nate can be as spacey or clueless as Luna Lovegood, but you know he has some talents and has a good heart. Chivy, Enya. Chivy is going to be a queen of a new age with this new money based on an old tradition. Lola, Grace O'Malley. Their existence to her own people is shrewd in mystery until outsiders documented her and thrust her into the limelight. Rufus, Rory Mc... Well, Rory McGilroy, a man known as much for his profession as his relationships with a bombshell blonde. Lily, Laura Isabor. They are elegant and on a CW show. Remember Laura in One Tree Hill? Or was season eight too traumatizing to remember? And so then I looked her up and I said, oh my God, Slancha, hello. <laughs> and I got a, such a good giggle. And as I said, I was like, haha, Slancha. And Randy's like, why are you saying Slancha? I was like, oh, it's just a inside joke from the Treehill Talk days and how like none of us knew what Slancha meant and we had to look it up Slancha. and every time we saw this actor we said Slancha and Slancha. <laughs> just, he was like okay you had to <laughs> be there the you had to be there um, we have William Liam Neeson they have a similar pout and fair for seek and flair for seek and destroy missions and we have Maureen, this one cracked me up. Sinead O'Connor, nothing compares, <laughs> nothing compares to you. I really cracked up at 11 o'clock last night when I was reading these. Uh, so good, Will. As always, we super appreciate you sending. If you have an idea for a Will's treat, it's in the description for the episode. Just click on the Google Doc. Send your thoughts. Will will do them. Yes. He's awesome. Thank you, Will. But that is where we leave our newbies. We're going to head into After Dark, and we'll be back for you guys next week. But, yeah. Noah's going to say, when you're listening to this, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. 2022. Cheers. Hopefully it's a great year for everyone. And we are just excited to be doing this for another year. I can't believe we've been podcasting together for almost six years in may will be six years oh my god right? really i know mm-hmm. 2016 
is when we started Tree Hill Talk, right? 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. Almost six years. Wow. That's gross. But awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Okay. Let's get on that roller coaster. All right. We're getting into let's the Let's play some Bewitched as we go. Yes. Uh-oh. 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 Click. Oh, that's click, a bit of better. Click, we should click, just do click. that instead of the click, click, click. We should. We'll do that from now on. Oh, my God. You know what we should do? We should insert a little bit of roller coaster from Bewitched as the clip for when we go into, but it's just too much. Is that too much? Well, it's just I don't own the rights. Right, so we could only play like 10 seconds of it. Probably. If that, because I've read. If that. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, anyway. we, we'll sing it. Bye. <laughs> you know you love us. XOXO. Gossip, Gossip Girls. After Dark. Remix in well, After Dark. I have a treat. Oh, you do? Okay. Mike sent me a voice memo. Aww. Hey, it's just me again. I wanted to send a voice note with my After Dark thoughts. But before I get into that, I'm just going to buckle up and click, 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 click. Uh, uh, so I was wondering if uh, the two of you think that the writers made it on purpose that Dan was the one to find out that Georgina was Gossip Girl because then he could find out how she hacked his website and maybe he did know all along that uh, it was her who hacked it and wants to find out why she did it so that it doesn't happen again in the future. That was just my thought and I want to know what the two of you think about that. Uh, that's it for me. Thanks. Bye. Okay, wait. Great point. Great point. Um, when we discover that Padge is Gossip Girl, it's that Padge is Gossip Girl the entire time, right? Essentially? From what I've been told... It's not like he, Padge became Gossip help. Girl. He, he has help. He has help. Okay. Because... I'm, and I think we find out who has helped him. I mean, it has to be Georgina, No. Right. There might be someone else. Serena. But I don't, I don't know. I mean, I don't want to give too much away, yeah, yeah, obviously, because yeah. I don't really, I truly don't know that is what I've been told. Okay. That makes so much more sense that there was help. Right. I mean, there's no way he could have done that all no, on, his, no, no, no. on his own, right? Or Eric or something, like someone helped him. Um, or maybe it was Vanessa, but mm. because it would have been interesting if, let's say, I don't know. I don't know the finale, but if like, let's say Nate was really supposed to be gossip girl up until this point, And then Georgina took over and then Padge gets told, Oh, by the way, I was gossip girl. And then Padge takes over for the next, you know, season and then five episodes or whatever it is. I know their right. life isn't seasons. Like these are people's lives. Right, right, you yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But good point, Mike. Yes. Great point. And I think the writers could have only done that. Well, then again, I don't. Is it next? This, in this week's episode, Georgina does tell Blair that she is Gossip Girl, mm-hmm. or that she was filling in for Gossip yeah. Girl, right? So it's not like a secret. It's not. But like, yes, it was clever that they did choose Dan to be the one that kind of finds out first that Georgina is Gossip Girl and like, he was almost like smarter than her. Yeah, but where at, he like walked in on her and he's like, I know you're Gossip Girl. But at this point, isn't Nate Gossip Girl? Right. 
Right. <laughs> so, so the whole Nate being Gossip Girl literally does not track at all. I don't know where else the season goes with Nate and what we go for season six with him, but as of right now, there is no fucking way you could convince me other than having the links to everyone, all the tips, that Nate was Gossip Girl. There is no way if you, you could have spun that. If you Google in your phone right now. If okay, you, I'm going to do it. And just write, Nate Archibald is Gossip Girl. What comes up? Is that Let's the see. interview with Joshua Safran? Sahara sent us that, right? Sahara did send us that. We have Screen Rant. Nate Archibald was originally meant to be Gossip Girl, says creator. Okay. Yeah. Um, I can link this and you can read it. I don't know if it shows much more. Yeah, no, it's okay. Spoilers. That's so I'll okay. definitely look it over first. But I, wonder- I know she had sent it to us before, so I can just resend it. But Nice pop um, socket, yes. by the way. Oh, thank you. I know. He told me. That he had some help. I go, how did you get the transparent? He's like, I told Michelle to send it to me. <laughs> I'm talking about, I have a brand new Total Betty pop socket that was gifted to me for Christmas from Randy. So, Super cute. With Michelle's help. So thank you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it is, it's not like, she, not obviously she wasn't making it up and we know we have proof in the article, but it's like, where did the disconnect happen then? Because when Joshua Safran left the show, I just don't see how in this season it was Nate still like and from even before that like there's nothing that leads me to believe I would love to see if there's like a Reddit. Yeah, I was gonna this. say, can you look that up because I don't yeah, I'm gonna look go it down up. a rabbit hole and see if I can find some stuff. It's, I'll get back to you next week, but and like especially know. because these after darks, there's nothing to yeah. really you know have thoughts on because we know and now especially if Serena's taking over which I guess we'll see in the next episode wouldn't she share with the class like oh I'm Gossip Girl now or this was sent to me mm-hmm. I guess or is she going to keep that to herself or I don't know right I think I don't really rem- <laughs> I mean obviously I watched next week's episode but I don't remember if Serena knows that Georgina had sent it to her or if it was just Gossip Girl who sent it to her but either way People know that Georgina is Gossip Girl at this point, like right. other people know. Right. So it's kind of like lost that whole finesse of, oh my God, who's Gossip Girl? Because like, again, yeah, Serena's going to be Gossip Girl. Right. So like the whole asset a- aspect of Gossip Girl is just non-existent anymore. There's no mystery in it because they've told us who it is. Yeah. So, unfortunately, After Dark is a bit boring. But next week, I will have some tea, if I can find it, on reasons why Nate Archibald would be Gossip Girl versus Dan being Gossip Girl. So Sweet. I look forward to that. Yeah. All right. Well, until next week, we'll be back with 518. Woo, baby. Woo. We're getting to the end of this, near the, nearing the end of the season. Yeah. Which is crazy. Um, but we'll be back in the new year. We wish everyone a happy and safe new year. And we'll be back in your ears next week with a new episode. Thank you so much for listening to Three Gossip Girls Podcast. You can email us at threegossipgirlspod at gmail.com. Or if you want to follow this show and all of our others, you can head over to Instagram at Total Betty Podcast Network. This has been a Total Betty Podcast. 
Produced and edited by Michelle Rubenstein and Alyssa Tenio. Music by Anthony Vacora.